Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm doing a Q&A episode. I haven't done one of these in literally years, so I thought I would answer some of your questions. Some of you have sent me questions over DMs on Instagram. And so I'm going to answer a few today. And then if you like this sort of episode, let me know and I will do another one again in the future. So please excuse, I think my voice still sounds slightly nasal. I've had the mega cold that's going around, thankfully not COVID, even though I've just seen in the news that one in 13 people has COVID in the UK at the moment, sadly. So if you're feeling ill at the moment or if you've got COVID, my heart is really going out to you. I've had just a week of, yeah, being ill and miserable miserable in bed, watching tons of Netflix, watching tons of Bridgerton. Well, watching Bridgerton in like three days. Anyone else? <laughs> Finally feeling better, but my voice is not quite back to normal. So please excuse that. I also wanted to ask that if you enjoy this podcast, would you help me to spread the word about it? And one of the best ways to do that is just to take a screen grab of the podcast imagery and share it on your stories on Instagram or WhatsApp it to a friend who might need to, you know, need some support with that anxiety and confidence at the moment. And if you do share it on Instagram, please make sure that you tag me at Chloe Brotheridge so that I can thank you and I can see that you shared it and, and send you a DM in reply. So the first question, we'll just get straight into it. The first question that came through was, what's the best thing you've done to work on your own professional or personal development? And I love this question. Anyone that knows me will know that for me, personal and professional development is a massive part of my life. I really believe that this work is never done. Unfortunately, I kind of wish it was sometimes. I wish we could, you know, go to one workshop or have six sessions of therapy and then we're, we're kind of cured forever. We never have to do anything else. But one thing that I really learned is that consistency and continuing to learn about ourselves, take care of ourselves, do things for ourselves to help ourselves to learn and grow and develop is important because it's a never ending journey. I'm sorry if this is, um, not everyone wants to hear this, but it is a never ending journey. And that's not to say that the little things that you do aren't helpful. It's just that 
there's always going to be challenges in life. There's always going to be a new level to get to in your work, in your business, a new level of kind of happiness or fulfillment or new challenges that come up. And yeah, for me throughout from, you know, for the last probably 12 years or so, I've dipped in and out of having therapy. I've always had a meditation practice. Hypnotherapy was one of the first things that really turned things around for me. Probably it was like 11, 12 years ago when I first discovered hypnotherapy recordings and I didn't actually have any hypnotherapy therapy myself for for actually a couple of years later. But that was one of the things that is still part of my life and that really was a catalyst for me getting into this work and getting into my own personal development. So I remember, you might have heard this story before, but I remember when I first discovered hypnotherapy, I was living in Colchester at the time. I had some really lovely housemates. We were in a shared house and I was working in the NHS as a nutritionist. And I was really struggling with anxiety, with social confidence, with just worrying about things, my relationship I had just met Aiden around that time and we'd been together a few months. And by that point, anxiety was already kind of getting in the way of my relationship and stopping me from opening up and really being myself and feeling comfortable and trusting. And these housemates I had, you know, I really wanted to connect with and be friends with, but I had so many just blockages and barriers up and anxieties about people basically and so feeling a bit desperate I one day um discovered hypnotherapy and I remember the day where I where I kind of just thought right I need to just try anything my housemates were having a barbecue outside it was one of those really beautiful summer evenings you know late summer where the sun's really low in the sky and we had this beautiful back garden and they were having a a barbecue in the back garden and they'd invited me to join them. And I'd said, no, something had just stopped me. Anxiety had basically stopped me from saying yes. I just couldn't say yes to that for whatever reason. Um, just not feeling comfortable, basically. And I remember sitting in my room, kind of sitting at my my laptop, kind of pretending to work. And I could hear them outside laughing. They had a bonfire. I could hear like beer bottles clinking. And I just was sobbing to myself in my room on my own, where I often would kind of hide away and just thinking, I'm just missing out on so much of life because I can't relax and be myself. And it was that moment I was like, right, I'm going to try anything. I'd found some hypnotherapy recordings somewhere on the internet, bought them and decided, right, I'm going to really give this a go. And every day for two weeks, I listened to this one hypnotherapy recording that was for confidence. And I I kind of, I'm quite a scientific person. Well, I am a scientific person, very scientific, actually. I definitely have an alternative side and a woo-woo side, but I'm, you know, I'm quite scientific and sceptical about things. And I kind of thought, I'm giving this a try because I don't really know what else to try. And so I didn't necessarily expect it to work, but amazingly, it did work. And little by little... You know, as those two weeks progressed, I started to, to find myself feeling more comfortable. And I'm, I remember noticing that without even thinking about it, I'd gone and knocked on my housemate's bedroom door and been chatting to her and much more open, much more relaxed, much more comfortable in myself. 
And yeah, it really taught me, hang on, there is something to this. And it was actually quite soon after that, that I decided to train in hypnotherapy, realizing that it, you know, it really had helped me and and had the potential to, to be the thing that, you know, could, you know, having helped me could help me to uh, help others who were struggling with the same sort of thing. So hypnotherapy is still a tool that I use. My boyfriend is also a hypnotherapist. And so sometimes we'll work with each other. I've, I do self-hypnosis. Sometimes I'll um, download other people's hypnotherapy recordings. That's a massive one for me in my own personal development. Um, it's helped me with things like public speaking, with feeling a lot more confident, with self-acceptance, just completely you know, rewired my mind, rewired my unconscious mind. So that's something I do for myself still. You've heard me talk about the other thing that I do. The other main thing that I would say has helped me the most is transcendental meditation, which is a type of meditation where you have a mantra, which is a, is a Vedic sound, and you say it to yourself in your head and you get into this deeper state. And I was doing my meditation this morning. I was thinking, I feel like I'm like plugged into this. It's going to sound weird, but I feel like I'm like plugged into this energy source of like happiness. I don't always get this every time I meditate, but I feel like this kind of energy moving through me that just feels really, really positive and good. It's something that I do twice a day, morning and evening for 20 minutes each time. And it just makes a massive difference to helping me to feel calmer. My mind is clearer and more present. And I just kind of think, I don't know, <laughs> it's it's a nice idea to think that we could just do something and then you kind of never have to do it again. Like you meditate or go on a meditation retreat and then you never have to do anything again, but kind of like brushing your teeth every single day or like going for regular haircuts or like going to the gym several times a week to stay fit or strong. There are certain things I think we just have to do consistently and that's actually what gets us the change. Consistency is probably one of the things that as humans, I think we universally struggle with. I don't know if I know many people who don't struggle with being consistent in some area or another, whether that's with you know eating healthily or going exercising. So if you do struggle with that, it's not your fault and it is normal and it's part of what makes us human, I think. But at the same time, I found that when we when we can really see the benefit of something, that can become motivating and that can become something that helps us to stick to it. So we have to see the the kind of the benefit of it. And I think just changing our mindset around knowing this is actually something like brushing my teeth that I'm going to do every day and it's worth it because my mental health is literally the most important thing. I think our mental health is possibly more important than our physical health actually. If we don't even if you don't have your mental health you really 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 know about it and it's going to affect you every moment of your life. And so I wonder if there's something about us just coming back to prioritizing that and remembering just how important our mental health is. And yeah, it's it's one of the things that in my membership, the Karma You Collective, which is a monthly membership, every month we get together, we have a workshop on a different topic. April's topic is about confidence at work we have a hypnotherapy session and I create a workbook and then we get together at the end of the month and have a group discussion and people ask questions and share things. I call it a community call, connect with each other, the other people that are, that are in the membership. And it's just a way of being consistent. It's a way of continually sending 
positive messages to your unconscious mind. It's a way of up-leveling different areas of your life and giving attention and care to yourself in a consistent way, kind of like a gym membership for your mind, for your mental health and for your well-being. So if you're interested in the membership, you can go to karma-u.com forward slash collective and check out all the details there. In terms of professional development, again, I, I think it's it's going to be different if you work for yourself, if you work for a company. I know a lot of companies obviously offer different avenues for professional development. When you work for yourself as a coach and a hypnotherapist, that often looks like working with a coach myself who helps me with the business side of things, or I've worked with supervisors in the past who have helped me with clinical challenges, problems with clients that arise, you know, the sorts of, I don't know, problems the right word, but sometimes it's really helpful to talk to someone more senior than yourself to talk about different clients and how to help them and how to support them. So I've worked with supervisors in the past and having someone, a coach who can see a bigger vision than you can see is so beneficial. Someone that can see a few steps ahead of where you are and see what's possible for you is amazing. There's also certain things that you cannot Google. You cannot, in business, there's certain things that you just can't, you know, even taking a course, it's literally you have to ask someone. You have to ask someone who's been there and done that and dealt with that challenge. I honestly think that when you run your own business, it is personal growth in itself because there's so much stuff that comes up for you when you work for yourself there are so many uncertainties and you wear so many hats and you have to put yourself out there and you have to do things that you're scared to do because <laughs> because you have a big vision, you have dreams and you want to help people. And also because it's your way of paying your rent or your mortgage. So there's a lot of, I think, personal development that comes from working for yourself and having your own business. And it is not an easy ride at all. It's not, <laughs> it's not simple. It's definitely probably not for ev- everyone, but I would say just having a business in itself is, a, is amazing personal development because, you know, I get to work with coaches, but yeah, just the ups and downs of working for yourself. And, you know, most of the things you try, no, no one really talks about this, but when you, when you work for yourself, most of the things you try don't work. <laughs> like whether that's trying a new piece of tech or whether that's a new idea that you have, or, you know, you're constantly testing things out and seeing what works and failing, getting rejected. I would say there are certain periods of time if I'm kind of putting myself out there, my work out there a lot, you know, I'll get rejected several times a day. Whether that's someone just ignoring an email, whether that's someone, you know, saying no to an offer that I've made them or asking them to be on the podcast, for example. But yeah, working for yourself, there's a lot of lot of opportunities for growth, a lot of opportunities for growth there. This episode of the Karma You podcast is sponsored by Murad Skincare. Founded by Dr. Howard Murad, MD, Murad Skincare is a line of clinically proven cruelty-free products that meet the meticulous standards for safety, efficacy and care you'd expect from a doctor. And Murad have launched a podcast called Well Connected by Murad, which connects the dots between science and wellness. The first season of their podcast includes guest appearances from Charlotte Zoller, author of the Teen Vogue column Ask a Fat Girl, the budget nister herself, 
Tiffany Alish with her financial wholeness checklist, and Dr. Maneeb Shah, Derm Doctor on TikTok, who debunks viral skincare myths. Find the podcast Well Connected by Murad wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also save 20% on Murad Skincare if you go to murad.co.uk or murad.com if you're in the States. Enter the code KARMAU at checkout to save 20% and get free shipping on all orders over $60. So that code is KARMAU, all in capitals, all one word, C-A-L-M-E-R-Y-O-U. And I suppose the last thing that I would say about personal development and professional development is that, I suppose this probably refers to personal development more so, we sometimes need to get our heads around that being something that we spend money on. Because I think a lot of us in our minds, we've got in our heads, right, I spend money on a holiday, like I buy a new outfit, I spend money on nights out, but we don't necessarily have a little kind of bucket in our minds that's like, this is for my personal growth or this is for my mental health. And actually, if our happiness is the most important thing, which it is to nearly everyone, actually, if you ask them what they really want, it's actually happiness in some form or another. And if happiness is an inside job, which it again is, no amount of holidays or buying things is going to make you happy if your mindset is not in the right place, if your mental health is struggling, if you're not feeling good about yourself. And so I think, you know, lots of us need to perhaps shift our perspective on what we what we invest in and what we spend our time on and what we spend our money on, because really there's nothing more important than that, your happiness. And it really is an inside job. So the next question, that that question went on a bit longer than I expected. But the next question was how to have better boundaries with family members. So God, it's such an interesting topic, isn't it? Boundaries. It's such a, a juicy topic. And definitely it's something that I've struggled with myself. We had a theme of boundaries in my membership, The Collective, a couple of months ago. And so we had lots of discussions about this topic. And one of the things that really became clear to me was that, you know, it can be really tempting to want to just keep everyone happy and to never piss anyone off and to never upset anyone, to never make anyone angry, especially if you're like me, you know, a bit of a people pleaser, someone that wants to to help other people and wants other people to feel good and, you know, doesn't really like confrontation. But the reality is that unless you put yourself first and are willing to piss other people off and are willing to say no and are willing to risk other people maybe being angry about the boundaries that you set, you are going to be the one that's going to end up angry and pissed off and suffering and maybe burning out or maybe just stewing and ruminating over the fact that, you know, you're mother-in-law's taken advantage of you or your friend has borrowed money from you and not paid it back or whatever it is that you're struggling to set a boundary around. I think in some ways we need to be okay with the possibility that we might piss people off sometimes. And it's not to say that every time you set a boundary, people are going to get pissed off. In fact, a lot of the time you set a boundary and nothing happens. You have imagined it all and imagined that other people are going to react in a certain way and actually they don't. And they may you know, very well respect you or just think nothing of the fact that you said that. But there are always going to be times and perhaps more so with family than anyone else because family, 
Well, we show our real selves to family, don't we? We don't hold back quite often when it comes to our feelings. So yeah, being willing to maybe upset someone, you know, a little bit in the short term or piss someone off or have a confrontation. Can you be willing to do that? Is the boundary worth setting? Is it so important to you that actually it's worth taking a bit of a risk? So we need to ask ourselves this question. And there's kind of a framework. I talk about this in my book, The Confidence Solution, and I, I lay it all out. So if you have that book, go and have a look at the boundaries section and I'll delve into this a bit more. But I talk about this process that comes from nonviolent communication, which is a book that it's kind of a, a bit of a strange name, but it's, it's basically a book that talks about how to communicate in a way that meets everyone's needs and does not trigger other people's defences because many of us, myself included, have a tendency when we tell other people things or even ask other people of things. I'm thinking about how I speak to my boyfriend sometimes, Aidan. We have a tendency to kind of get other people's backs up, to blame others, to say it in a way that is not the best way to communicate. So in this book, Nonviolent Communication, just to really simplify it, I mean, it's more complicated than this, but to really simplify it, you talk about your own needs. What are your needs here? So when you're thinking about the boundaries you have with your family members, say they want you to come around for Sunday lunch every Sunday and you find that you just like to some Sundays go out or maybe just sit at home and do nothing. And so what are your needs here? What is really important to you? It might be that you really need to have a day where you're not doing things and having appointments and going places. And just for your ability to be able to recharge on a Sunday, you'd like to you know, spend some of those Sundays on your own. So you talk about what your needs are and then make a request. Make a request rather than saying, you need to do this or you make me feel this. <laughs> Can you make a request? It might be, you know, is it okay if we just come every other Sunday? Something like that. So you're talking about your own needs and you're making a request. And that's just a way of communicating in a way that hopefully, I mean, there's no guarantees, is going to help the other people to understand what it is that you're trying to say and get your point across in, in the most efficient and effective way. So another question that came in was, any suggestions for adjusting to our new normal? My life has changed hugely since 2020. I've changed my job. I've had changes in friendships and where I'm spending all my time has changed. I guess I'm struggling a bit to figure out my new life and routines. So any tips would be great. So yeah, I'm sure this is kind of a common thing in terms of Life seems to have changed in the last couple of years. I mean, our lives would have changed in two years anyway, more than likely, but the world has changed and things have shifted and we may have discovered things about ourselves and what's important to us and what we want and what we don't want. And so one exercise that I love, it's really, really simple and it's actually really fun, is what does your ideal day look like? what does your ideal day look like? Or you could even think about what your ideal week would look like and write it like you're writing a story. Start at the beginning of the day and go through the day and think about what you'd like to be doing, who you'd like to be seeing, 
what you'd like to be eating, how you'd like to spend your time, how you'd like to feel. So it might be that you think, right, I'd love to get up at 6.30 and go out and take the dog out for a walk. And then I'd love to cycle to work and I'd love to actually work, you know, a four-day week, ideally. That would be my ideal. And I'd love to meet someone for lunch at lunchtime. And I'd love to spend weekends walking in the countryside or snuggled up in bed watching Netflix or going out with the girls on Saturday night. It's your life, it's your week. And allow yourself to really think about what that would look ideally. Now, this is you kind of want to think about this in terms of your ideal average day or your ideal average week. This isn't necessarily if you won the lottery and you were doing whatever whatever you wanted with no constraints. This is more like, you know, if you could just script out your week and how you'd want it to go or your day in terms of, you know, it being pretty average, but also ideal, if that makes sense, how would you want things to be? And just write this and see what comes out, see what emerges, because there might be things that surprise you there. There might be things that are missing that you normally do, but actually you don't really want to be there in your day. There might be things that you'd really love to include that you hadn't thought about before or hadn't been able to include up until now. And give yourself permission to think about things, you know, is it possible for you to work a, a four-day week? Is it possible for you to compress your hours, to work from home, to take a longer lunch break on certain days, to work from a different country, to, you know, really allow yourself to, to think about what could that look like? And what would you want to be there? And what would you not want to be there? Because yes, there are real constraints in our lives, of course, But there are also constraints that we put on ourselves because we tell ourselves things like, that's not possible for me. People like me don't do that. Or I've never been able to do that before. And doing this sort of exercise just helps you to open your mind to what's possible and to think about things in a different way. So if you do this exercise, let me know what you think. Send me a DM on Instagram. You'll find me at Chloe Brotheridge. And I would love to hear And sometimes just sharing it with someone else helps us to be more accountable to actually take some action and and make that happen. And of course, once you've done this ideal day exercise, the next step is to actually think about what you can change. What could you actually start to change right now? What could you do differently today? And maybe there are certain things that are slightly longer term that you can start to put into action, but are there changes that you can start to make straight away to, to help yourself and to change things? Someone else is asking, what have you learned most from lockdown? Gosh, such a good question. I think, I mean, I'd have to say I'm one of the extremely fortunate people who have had a very easy time from lockdowns. I'm someone that likes a lot of time at home. I, you know, have a happy home life. I was living in London throughout the first lockdown and had a park nearby to walk. I don't don't have young, young children. I think my experience is going to be very different to lots of people's. You know, a lot of my clients have had really, really tough time and mine has been relatively okay. However, what I did learn and one of the things that I learned actually from living in Bali. So some of you that listen to this podcast will know that I lived in Bali for six months in 2021. And yeah, I think one of the things that I learned from that experience is that I actually really want to be near my family. And I'm sure lots of people have 
you know, so many, so many of us have moved, haven't we, through the lockdowns. We've moved to the seaside or the countryside or different countries. And for me, it just made me realise how important it is for me to be near family. I'm expecting a baby at the moment. And so wanting to be near you know, the grandparents to so that the baby can have that experience of having grandparents nearby. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to need help from my mum and dad. And my sister also lives down the road. So that's really nice. So I think it's really taught me that family is the most important thing, particularly for this phase in my life. And being in nature, I think one of the things I really missed living in Bali, as amazing as it was, is nature. And it's obviously amazing nature in Bali, but you can't necessarily like pop out at lunchtime and have a walk because the place that we lived was Changu in Bali was very trafficy and lots of kind of motorbikes whizzing by. You can walk on the beach, but it's, you know, 30 degrees or something. So very, very hot. And I really craved like the English countryside and like the land in England and the breeze and just spring and summer in England. I don't think there's anything better than a beautiful spring or summer day in England, honestly. Maybe Italy, actually. Maybe Italy. <laughs> Slightly better. But, um, yeah, so it really just taught me about that. And yeah, for this phase of my life, wanting to be near family, quite boringly. But once you get to your mid-30s, that's the sort of thing that becomes important, isn't it? So another question that came in was, will you be writing another book? Please, in brackets with an exclamation point. Thank you for that. Yes, I would love to write another book. It's it's a really interesting process, I think, when you're writing a book, firstly, that the writing process is such a big deal. It it takes over your life. It's quite stressful because certainly when I was writing The Confidence Solution, my second book, my work had got so much busier after the success of The Anxiety Solution that, yeah, it was just a lot busier. I had the podcast to do. I see one-to-one clients and writing a book on top of it is a is a massive undertaking and you really have to love it you really have to believe in the book that you're writing and be excited about it to get up every morning and write for you know several hours a day and i've come up with different ideas it hasn't quite been right either for me or for the publisher and I'm just about to submit another proposal uh, in the next couple of weeks. So I'm really hoping that this is going to be the right one and, and one that I can really commit to and get behind. So hopefully, hopefully, yes. And it would probably be if it was to come out early next year. Someone, actually a few people messaged me recently to say that the anxiety solution is now sold in Primark. If anyone has seen The Anxiety Solution in Primark, I'd love to see a picture of where it is. I can't even think about, I haven't been in Primark for a while, but I can't even think about where they would even sell books in there. But I'd love to see a picture. If anyone has one, please DM it to me. I'd love to see. Or maybe you you found this podcast from buying my book in Primark. Let me know if that's the case as well. Okay, two more questions. So I thought it was going to be like a two minute episode but it's kind of gone on and on I hope that's okay so someone has said to me I love and often use the sessions you recorded for confidence positivity and anxiety do you have plans to record more please so I think you're probably referring to the kind of courses that I've made and hypnotherapy sessions that I've made and yeah I'm always making new things if you get my emails I'm always sending new offers out and things that I've made 
the main thing, I mean, the best, the best value thing that I have is the membership, the Calm You Collective. And at the moment I'm doing a special bonus where you can get access to every workshop and hypnotherapy session that I've made for that membership. There's over 16 by now. There'll be 17 by the time you listen to this um, on all sorts of topics from comparison to being more positive to tuning into your intuition to boundaries to burnout. And there's a whole kind of resource library in there. When you sign up to the collective for a year, you get access to all those bonuses. And so, yeah, if you'd like those, you can head over to karma-u.com forward slash collective and you can find all the details on there. So last question, someone was asking me, what's your life's purpose? So yeah, I mean, I think for, for most people, happiness is very, very high up on there. I think happiness is purposeful in itself because when you're happy and when you're in a good state, that helps you to be a positive influence for other people in your life and to, you know, it gives you resources to then go and help others and support others. And that's really important to me to firstly take care of myself because I know that that helps me to be better in my work and be a better friend and partner and daughter and sister. And, you know, a big part of, I would say what my life's purpose is, is about, you know, it's very connected to the work that I do in lots of ways. It's about learning about myself, healing, growing, you know, evolving as much as I can. And in turn, being able to hopefully help other people to do the same. And it's a quote from, I think, Oprah Winfrey. She says, turn your wounds into wisdom. Turn your wounds into wisdom. And that's something that's for uh, quite a while now, I've, I've kind of had in the back of my mind as being something that's really important to me about how, you know, whether we're overtly teaching or helping others in a professional way, or whether we're just, as we heal ourselves, as we learn about ourselves, you just don't know what kind of impact that is having on other people around you, what kind of example you're setting, how you loving yourself more can help other people to love themselves more, how you taking care of yourself can inspire other people. You just don't know the extent of what impact your healing can have on other people. So yeah, I uh, don't know if anyone else resonates with this kind of life purpose, but you don't need to be a coach or a healer or a therapist to to have that same sense, I think. So that is all the questions that I'm going to answer today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're well. I hope you're doing okay. And please do get in touch if you've enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear from you send me a DM on Instagram. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge and please do share this with anyone that you think may benefit and leave me a review. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can leave me a review and I would be so, so grateful about that. So I hope you're having a great week ahead. Lots of love and I'll speak to you soon. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmau.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. 
please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.